following is a podcast from a qualified senior care provider heard on the Answers for Elders radio show. And welcome everyone back to Answers for Elders radio. And we're very excited to kind of continue a conversation that what we started last week. Um, and it's an organization that we at Answers for Elders are very excited about. And that is an organization that is really acknowledging care providers and people that work in the you know, senior care field that are making a difference, a, a huge impact on the finding a cure and supporting families that um, are dealing with Alzheimer's. Um, you know, I've said it last week and I've said it a million times. You know, it's so interesting how, you know, a lot of times when a family member is in the early stages of Alzheimer's or different things like that, it's not a conversation that you really want to talk about, right? And so obviously having resources for support for families is so huge. And I, we're so honored today to have someone that is make made a huge impact on Alzheimer's um, and in our community. And we're so thrilled to have her on our show today. And she's local. And Allison Schreier, who is a former family care partner, who is now a program manager for the University of Washington's um, Echo Dementia Program. And she's going to get into a little bit about that. Um, Allison is a teacher and a consultant um, through her company, which is called Thriving with Dementia. And she's a co-founder of a special TV type platform for those with Alzheimer's called Zinnia TV. And Allison, welcome to Answers for Elders. Thank you. I hope I got I got all those things correct. You're amazing. <laughs> Wear so many different hats. <laughs> you got them perfect. Thank you. Um, oh, thank you. Well, Allison, one of the things that I know even specifically about you is as we talk about Mods Awards, you actually were the recipient, a recipient last year. Um, tell us a little bit about how you got there. Sure. So how I got there, uh, I cannot remember exactly how it came to my attention. Somebody sent me a link and said, there's this Mods Awards thing happening. You should consider this. And I tend to shy away from things like that because, oh, man, I'm busy. And it uh-huh. takes the time to do something like that. And um, But I looked at the application, and he, the, the application um, is, is really pretty gentle. Um, and so it, it was uh, not, not too onerous a task. And I decided that I would go for it and apply. Um, I'm not a big, like, toot my own horn kind of person, and so it feels a little co- uncomfortable um, having people say, like, look at me, look at me. <laughs> but um, I decided that I would go ahead and go for it, and I'm extremely glad that I did. Yes, yes. And obviously, it's kind of raised awareness, I think, towards what you do specifically. Um, but tell us a little bit about you know, what you do. And, and, you know, I'm fascinated in a lot of the things that you've done. It's so unique that our listeners don't even know about. Sure. Thanks for giving me an opportunity to talk about that. I, uh, so I, I need to just out of the gate say that I am not a trained healthcare professional. Um, most of my dementia training came on the job as a family care partner, but I became deeply curious and, um, I, I had this incredible honor when my dad was dying. He asked uh, in, in the last few days of his life, 
when I was with him, um, I had spent the last month of his life with him. And, and at one point in the last few days of his life, he grabbed onto my hands and he said, my girl, you're in the long, wrong line of work because you're so good at this. And by this, he meant caregiving. And at the time, I was my background is in technology. And so I was doing that, that kind of work. And so when he passed away, his words really stayed with me. And, and I, I am a good caregiver. Um, uh, but I, the last thing I wanted to do is become a caregiver to the world. So I thought, yeah, I, I'm good at it because I've done it for a very long time. But I started thinking about it, and I wondered how could I actually take those skills and maybe translate them into ways that could help other people be great caregivers. Mm-hmm. And so I started studying with Tifa Snow, and for listeners who aren't familiar with her, check out her website, Tifa, T-E-E-P-A, Snow. Um, and so I became certified to teach some of the methodologies that she teaches. And from there, I then became certified to teach CSHS classes to professional care partners. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and so I'm teaching in long-term care communities. But at the same time, my heart is with people who are like me, family care partners. Sure. And so I just started going to libraries and churches and care communities and just talking to people. Um, developed a lecture called How to Be Friends with People Living with Dementia. And in that lecture, I just talk about a little bit about the biology, just to make sure we're all in the same place. But what I really talk about is, so now what? How do you communicate um, compassionately and effectively with a person as their dementia is progressing? Um, I also facilitate family support groups because I really believe that it's important that we as care partners take care of ourselves. Um, and so that's, I'm a big proponent of take, yes, take care of the people that you love, but my gosh, don't overlook yourself. You can't give from an empty vessel. This is so true. Yeah. And, and then I, how often, oh, it, go ahead. And how often do family caregivers and those of you who are listening today or watching, um, one of the things that so many times family caregivers will put themselves last. And they don't pay attention to the warning signs. And, you know, there's statistics coming out every day where, you know, I know that I've heard that they have twice the amount of high blood pressure than non-caregivers and addictions issues, you know, and all the different things that happen. It happens to family caregivers because they're not taking care of themselves. Um, And they're, you know, that's what you have to do before you can do anything. So I am so glad that you do those kind of things to help support those that are caregivers. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, my husband's doctor is the one who put me on anti-anxiety meds when I, mm-hmm. <laughs> when I was um, in the throes of being a family care partner. And, and, and I did at some point realize that maybe I don't need to have a, have a glass of wine every night. Um, <laughs> but, you know, as a, as a family care partner, um, it, is, it is so crucial. I, you know, it's kind of terrible, the, the, the phrasing, but, it, but a friend of mine, a very dear friend of my husband's, who is also a friend of mine, who's like my husband's surrogate father. And he said to me, Al, you can't throw yourself on his funeral pyre. And I realized that, and my kids were 12 and 15 when my husband was diagnosed. So I was like raising teenagers and caring for my husband. And I really recognized that I will not be around to help my kids fledge and become successful adults if I lose it, taking care of my husband. And so you make a lot of hard decisions about care, but um, 
I, I, and I see this also in my support groups. It's one of the things that I stress because I see people who come in and they don't want to ask for help. I became very, very good at asking for help. You're the, I think, the exception. Oh, and in yeah. my experience, in my experience, uh, talking to families, it's like there's such a sense, an overwhelming sense of duty and obligation with so many family caregivers that they feel like if they do anything for themselves, anything for themselves, they're betraying their loved one. And I, you know, how often have I said, you know, 30 minute cat nap or do something if, for you. It's like, you know, there's different things. Um, I know with, with my book, I talked a lot about when I wrote my book of things that you can do just to support. Like, for example, I had friends when I was taking care of my mom and I'd have friends to say, how can I help you? Well, I didn't even know how a friend could help me with that. But what I did learn, you know what? I want you to bring joy and laughter to my life. That's what I need from you as my friend. And that means getting on the phone every once in a while and let's talk about something funny or, you know, let me tell a funny story or, you know, I need that kind of an outlet. That's what I need from my friends. Because I think one of the things that we forget to ask about is say, I need support. And you as my dear friend, I don't need you to do anything for me with my mom, but this is what I need from you. And if you do that for a friend, a friend is going to say, absolutely, you know, let's find things to do that you can do that will, you know, make your life more, you know, um, enhanced and better. You know what I'm saying? Is that? Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I love the way that you framed that, Dan, and I, and I think that uh, a couple of the things that you did that are really right. One is that you put a frame around it. You were able to say that this is the thing that I need mm -hmm. because people will offer help, but they don't know what to do if you don't tell them what to do. I and had other people say that to me, Allison, and it was like, I was so overwhelmed. But then after the fact, I thought, you know, I had, I got a chance to say, you know, this is what I could learn, you know, you, you could do for me. Yeah. And, and if I know that, I'm, you know, I'm the best friend of, of Molly and Molly needs me to bring joy to her life. I'm going to say, I see something like this. I'm going to buy tickets to a play or I'm going to do things. That's how I'm going to support my friend. And, you know, it, it actually provides a depth and a positive energy to, you know, to the relationship. Right. It does. Yeah. It gives other people an opportunity to feel good about themselves for yeah. helping. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a big stigma buster around dementia. I think that one of the big mistakes that I see families make is that they don't want to tell anyone because no. it's kind of embarrassing. It's like people were about cancer 50 years ago, you know, like dad has, and then you kind of look both ways. Cancer. Yep. And the thing Very that we good. all have to remember is that by the time that we are in our eighties, uh, 40% of our popular, our peers are going to either be, have dementia or be caring for somebody with dementia. Well, actually 40% are going to have dementia. So that yeah. means that 40% are going to be caring for people. That's 80% are going to be impacted by dementia. And so we need to get used now to being able to make ourselves available to people who need help. And we need to accept that we can't get help unless we tell people that, that uh, we have this disease and that they can help us. Well, Allison, I'm so thrilled you were on the show today. And so how do we reach you if families have some interest in support? 
Sure. So my website is all one word, three words squished into one, thrivingwithdementia.com. There's a contact um, form on there. I'm happy to chat with people, answer questions. And there are, I have great links, other resources, and to um, videos. Perfect. Well, that is awesome. Thank you so much for being with us, Allison. And coming up next, we're going to talk a little bit more about Mods Awards with the Executive Director of Mods Awards, Marilyn Rakel, right after this. Answers for Elders radio show with Suzanne Newman hopes you found this podcast useful in your journey of navigating senior care. Check out more podcasts like this to help you find qualified senior care experts in areas of financial, legal, health and wellness, and living options. Learn about our radio show, receive our monthly newsletter, receive promotional discounts, and meet our experts by clicking on the banner to join the Senior Advocate Network at AnswersForEldersRadio.com. Now there is one place to find the Answers for Elders. Hi, I'm Lori LeBay, and I wanted to tell you about Alzheimer's Speaks, which is another great podcast. You see, my own mother lived with dementia for 30 years, and I felt lost. Did you know every three seconds someone in the world is being diagnosed with dementia? Odds are it's going to hit your families too. We want to help you connect to services, products, tools, research, and stories so you can be prepared. Please subscribe to Alzheimer's Speaks on your favorite podcast platform.